Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. now for The Drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now, here's Mark Ennis and Jeff Lightsey Jr. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Jeff Lightsey Jr. sitting in for Biggest Biscuit here today. And Jeff, great job so far, and thank you so much yeah, for being willing to do always. this uh, as uh, as always. And also nice uh, to learn that we live uh, around the corner from one another <laughs> after all of this time. Uh, so I wanted to give you uh, your props for being willing to just weigh in with what you think about Chris Beard yeah. uh, and, and the possibility of him uh potentially being a candidate here. Uh, and look, I don't know if he is or not, but I think I can say that I don't know that we know anyone who is or isn't. Uh, and that's primarily because I think Josh does a good job keeping his mouth shut. Yes. Maybe even when some folks think he shouldn't. Mm -hmm. uh, he's. I have not been able to determine uh, th that he prefers to talk to anybody. Yeah. Uh, and I, I knew if there was going to be news about Louisville uh, football that came out, that it was almost guaranteed to come when Tom was here from Brett McMurphy. Like that was his, <laughs> that was his guy. Yeah. That was his guy. Okay. Uh, and I, I came to expect that. And that was life. Uh, <laughs> that sort of, or basketball, you know, whoever Rick liked was who was going to get whatever stories I've yet to figure out if Josh likes anybody nationally, you know, in terms of uh, reporting, I guess he talks to Eric Crawford, but yeah. that's not uh, a, a national person. So I, I think he's commendable for his ability to keep his circle tight and, the discipline, I guess, uh, of everyone sort of keeping their mouth shut. Because you remember, go back to the coaching search. We never, we never knew. Even people who said they knew didn't know when he interviewed or, or who else might have interviewed or any of that stuff until it was just like, okay, now the hire's done and uh, here we go. Uh, or even the thing about the it didn't come out till later that the Satterfield thing, like even like not getting yeah. Satterfield in the extension, like that ended yeah, up being right. ultimately why he decided to leave. That didn't come out till after because yeah. even like it's not to say anybody was crying for you know, Scott when he left, but it was like, well, why did he leave? And then it comes out later like, oh, he went for an extension and Josh was like, nah, <laughs> like, nah, we're good. Like you can play out your contract, but we're not getting your extension. And then Scott decided to explore his options. So like even that stayed quiet until later. So yeah, no, he does a good job, like keeping everything in house. And I, I think the older I get, I, the more I respect, I just personally, I have for people who don't, and I say this as somebody who literally just gives you my opinion three hours a day, <laughs> five days a week, who don't feel the need to respond to everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe that's just like age and wisdom because I, I struggle with that. I want to. Yeah. You know, the old that uh, meme where the, the guy's like sitting at his computer and you can see his wife is like, come on, come to bed. And he's like, I can't. Someone on the Internet is wrong. <laughs> and I'm more in that direction. Yes. Josh is clearly not. Uh, but all of that to say, people who think they know who Josh likes mm -hmm. or is interested in don't. Exactly. Because people who know Josh well enough to know, know him well enough to not tell anyone. This is true. I mean, because even with, like you said, he speaks to Eric, right? To Eric Crawford. And even Eric Crawford put out the tweet that everybody's running with, which makes a lot of sense. It's like, you know, there's obvious people that you think will be candidates, right? We've named them. We know who they are. But don't be surprised if there's a guy that nobody is talking about. And that is for a reason, because they don't want their name out there and they don't want it to be known that they may have one foot out the door yeah. <laughs> and they're currently working at a job that they're probably, if they're going to be here next, they're probably having a lot of success with that 
you know, that could lead to them being the next coach, but they don't want that out there just yet because they're divulging and getting all their affairs in order as we get towards the later part of the season. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't think I, – I thought Eric's overarching point there was, typically speaking, guys, uh, for coaches who have jobs but who would be interested in this, they don't want anyone to know they would be interested in this. You shouldn't yes. – uh, beyond just saying it makes sense – there shouldn't be a lot of reporting that he'd be interested in that in, in this job, uh, from in, because that's not typically how it goes. Although it does seem like there's some unrest at Arkansas, yes, and Kansas State, yes. You know where I don't know what's happening at Arkansas. The rumor mill is wild, and for a while at UCLA as well. Just that's that's that true. Yeah. That's a good mm -hmm. point. Uh, to where you've had it's look, it's been a rough year for candidates. Yeah, <laughs> it has been. <laughs> it's like it seems like up to this point, at least, it's like whoever you might be interested in, all that needs to happen is you talk about them, and, and they start being <laughs> terrible. <laughs> they start being terrible, with the exception of Chris Beard, who's having yeah. a, an excellent year mm -hmm. uh, so far. But they haven't. The schedule is going to get a lot harder for them. We'll see mm -hmm. how this year goes. But that one year is not going to change any of these guys. And up until this point, he does have 18 wins, right, yeah. like already. So, like, even if you lose out, you, you finish with 18 wins, in which we don't expect them to lose out. But like you said, it it the the thing at Kansas State at the beginning of the year, his, essentially his best player gets put off the team, and it doesn't look like he had anything to do with it, right? Like, that – let you know, okay, there's shaky waters there. And even the way he was addressing the things to the media. And now he, he was saying that at Iowa State, they may have been stealing his signs. And so there was some little unrest. And like you said, the, the rumors at Arkansas are just insane. And they're having an atrocious year. So even if those rumors aren't true, there's something wrong there. Yeah. Kind of whatever it is, I don't, we don't know. But there's something wrong there. And then, of course, you know, Mick is the pick. You know, he's, he got on you for, for um, cyberbullying him, Mark. I called <laughs> him a dork, and I'm sorry for that, I guess. So, was that sincere to that did that sound believable not no, at all. no not at all. like not even the slightest bit but like spencer saying it's your <laughs> i know yeah, like it, it, it came out just like spencer super yeah. said mark you're bullying him and he's he called you out on it he's like you're not gonna bully me mr ennis but i can't believe i just sat in front of you and said i guess i'm sorry about that golly that's i would never let my kids say that <laughs> i guess i'm sorry i guess i'm sorry that i cheated on my math test uh, <laughs> so yeah you're even, sorry you got caught sir and even with that you know they were having a rough year they they started turning around a little bit but they still aren't and they're still like right at 500 or maybe a game under like they're not good either so all the candidates like you said are, are struggling right now except for the one who seems like has the most baggage but the fan base may want the most the guy down in oxford and chris beard which is strange to me i can understand i i think the willingness i'm going to try and put like the best my best interpretation of a specific group of people. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about anyone who's open to Chris Beard, provided it's not what it looked like okay. with him. I'm talking about the people who say, I don't care. Mm. Or it doesn't matter. Mm. Just win, baby. Mm. My Or, Mark, look, I've... I've said it to his face, so I'm not like I'm doing anything <laughs> wrong here. You know, my moral compass is set to win. Like I, I reject that. Yeah. I'm not talking. I'm, I'm talking about mm. the every, not that group. Yeah. But the the people <laughs> who are open to it. I would. I agree with this. Were that not a question, uh, an open question, I think you probably would be like the runaway favorite. Without question. Without question. Well, I mean, it's just there's no reason why. And I, I'm, the, my point of, of talking about that group of people though is. I'm going to take that as not a reflection on their overall moral character, <laughs> which would I question that when I hear that. That makes me think less of someone when they say that. But I question I'm going to take that instead as this is just how desperate people are to get things figured out that they think they could probably live with that. And I that's where we are. So I'm just going to take it more as a sort of representative of where we are than maybe that there's something wrong with people. Yeah, I, I, and I think that's the best approach to take. <laughs> like, the best I'm trying approach. to learn. Yeah, and that's the best approach to take because, like you said, the, the people are so desperate to win here yeah. that they are like, you know, if if he was – I said found not guilty. I was told there was the wrong verbiage. The charges were dropped. I yeah. Just put it like They're different. The charges were dropped. Yeah. And so, uh, and so with that, and the the lady, his fiance, recanting on her statement. Whatever you take for that, you know that did happen. So do we just we're just using the facts. 
And to people, he feels like the most surefire because everywhere he has been, he has had success. Like a lot of it. You go to Texas right Tech. Right away. Yeah, in the fast, exactly. Yeah. You go to Texas Tech. You're one, you're in Elite Eight, you're two, you're in the national championship game. You go to Texas, you, you know, you're doing big things, you're recruiting at a high level. That's big. You're not only are you recruiting at a high level, you're winning. And at the time of the incident, they were number two in the country. Like when that went down, they were he had the where some people thought the team that was going to the national championship game and had recruits already signed or committed that were highly ranked. So they're seeing that. And those are just at the first two stops. And at this most recent stop, Ole Miss, who was a bottom feeder of the SEC in basketball, have them in the top 25 in 18 wins through 21 games. They're like, that guy is the only one that I know for a fact can come in and win right away. At least they think that. Now, that may not be true, but just based off his resume, he's just, to most people, such a surefire success that, like you said, because of the facts of the case that got him, you know, that I'm never going to say cleared his name, but like he didn't end up not going to jail. Charges were dropped. And another power five, power six conference team gave him a job and an opportunity already. They're like, well, essentially in, to a lot of them, he's been absolved. And so if Ole Miss gave him a shot and he's winning and he's recruiting, why wouldn't Louisville do it? So that's that's kind of where I think they stand. Oh sure, no, I think that's true. I, all of that to say, like I I just don't want anyone. I've been labeled, you know, I've been categorized as being like against him, and some texters think I'm afraid of him. I, I'm, I'm not. Uh, it, that's funny. Like it yeah, is. It's very of, uh, funny. basketball. What's he gonna do? Beat you I'm, up? Yeah. Like, right. Right. No. Uh, but. I think the reason I I don't think it's unreasonable to look at him as like yeah that would be a successful person here that's that is mm-hmm. not although I do want to reiterate one other thing I don't know that this is the best place for him if he didn't do he didn't handle Austin well enough mm-hmm. I think we, we like is this true no, no even if she recanted it's not like nothing happened Absolutely. or that he was like totally doing well with it right it's a fact so i do i do think that that's meaningful to at least consider i would hope that like the most dyed in the wool people would at least admit that like maybe that should be part of this conversation as well as like if this is even good for him yeah Uh, on top of just assuming he would leave Ole Miss that's another thing like like Ole Miss is the one to put their neck on the line they also are a lot desperate, I think, in terms Absolutely. of their basketball history. Sure. Yes. Yeah, they have to. In order for them to get somebody like that it, as a basketball coach, they have to look the I don't think we have to do that. No. And the thing is, like, that's not to say, once again, that Chris Beer wouldn't be successful, but that's not to say someone else with a lot yeah. less baggage couldn't be successful as well. Like, because Chris Beard, as much success as he's had, he's not a national champion. Right, like he hasn't won it all. He's been to a Final Four and he's done great things. Once again, I'm not saying that he hasn't, but he. There are other coaches out there that I think that have a lot less baggage that could do a pretty good job here too. You know, and that and that is the only thing. That's my only thing when it goes like it has to be Chris Beard. Like no, no, it doesn't have to be. I'm not saying that Chris Beard once again wouldn't do well, uh, wouldn't be able to handle it, etc., etc., etc. But to say that you just say that it's has starting in with Chris Beard. Yeah. No, that's that's not true either. That's not good. It what I am honestly surprised is even in polls with with a champion like a Scott Drew in it. Chris yeah. Beard is still the runaway favorite it seems like from our fan base. Now that is what surprised to me because but I think that also just plays into the psyche of this fan base. I think this fan base is so like has so much PTSD of the losing and of the you know just Things not going well. You see how well it's going for Beard. You know, the last time you saw him coaching before he got fired, he was seven and one, number two in the country. The next time you see him coaching, he's got 18 wins through 21 games. That is what's the lasting impression in people's mind. And when you have someone with a megaphone like Mark Blankenbaker, who is advocate, like very much advocating for him and keeping everyone to date with every move that he's making at Ole Miss, it doesn't hurt either. It doesn't hurt either. I also think, uh, in terms of his outward demeanor, that he would be very well received. And yes. I think that that's part of it. Maybe yeah. even, to me, explains a lot more of his appeal versus Scott Drew. Because, mm. like, objectively, like the results, yeah. he has done more. Scott Drew has. And without question. But he's 
at a tougher place too. Like sure, like yes. Baylor was a lot the tougher. toughest ever. Maybe yeah, right. a lot tougher than obviously Texas, but even way tougher than Texas Tech. And at the beginning, even I mean, I would say even more so than Ole Miss. Yeah, right. And then through twenty, it's twenty years of building a program and winning a national championship and going to other you know Sweet Sixteens, Elite Eights, and putting and putting a bunch of dudes. In the league, yep. a bunch of NBA guys come from Baylor. You know, recruits very high and recruits with the best of the best. Right, gets yep. one and done guys, gets guys that are going to make an impact. Uh, wins recruiting battles over John Calipari and John Shire and whoever your favorite recruiter is out there on the trail. So, I mean, that matters in a lot of ways to me. So, but once again, and he's been at his place for twenty years. So, there's no saying that he would be interested. But if he was, I mean. He'd be at the, right at the top of my list. <laughs> same, He'd be same for right me. At the top of me. Same for me. All right, eighty-one fifty ninety-three nine. That's uh, the number if you'd like to get in here. Let's kick things off. We got Kevin and Steve. Kevin, welcome into the drive, buddy. What's up? I'm going to start uh, t- like taking how long I sit on hold and put it into like a spreadsheet, and I'm going to send it to U of L because, like I've heard so many times, they're your boss, Mark. They mean that's right. Can't do they take orders. They do not say. Um. No, I mean, I'm not even really uh, calling to talk sports. Um, I was uh, unloading a trailer, and uh, I heard Requiem for a Dream, and that's one of those movies, I'm glad I watched it once, I will never watch it again. (laughs) Ever. Like, ever, ever again. And um, M. Night Shyamalan movies, you know what? It's kind of my guilty pleasure, too. Like, Lady in the Water, goofy movie. Absolutely goofy. But I enjoy it. Same with Signs. Same with uh, The Village, um, you know, Sixth Sense. Look, I mean, whether he's good or bad, I mean, people know him. People know his movies. And it's kind of, it's kind of Tarantino. Like, yeah. I mean, I enjoy him. Um, A style. I, I can't yeah. remember the. Yeah, I can't remember the one with um, Kurt Russell where he's a uh, stunt guy, but he, you know, goes around killing people with his uh, Dodge car, which I enjoy. I love Dodges. So I enjoyed that movie uh, just because it was. Do- old Dodge Mopars driving around. Did you just start a Dodge while telling us that? Is that what that was? <laughs> no, I'm sitting in line getting my medication at CVS because my oh, insurance you, switched. Because God forbid, yeah. uh, you know, my I get to keep the same insurance, same doctor, and same pharmacy every year. But no, I mean, it's just and of course, the CVS are like, ah, no more walk-in. You can't go into the pharmacy. you got to sit in the drive-thru. There's seven people in front of me, and i got somewhere i got to be at six. But, no, I, you know what, again, it's another one of those days. I enjoy listening to you all so much. I appreciate it. You know, it's been a tough week. I appreciate you all. You know, I'm hoping – I mean, we're, we're, I don't know what to expect tomorrow. I think that I think that's when they play. Join the club. Um, and that, Yeah, that's sad. Um, but, you know, I, if, if I'm awake afterwards and I have the gumption, I'll call in after the game, you know, one way or the other. Um, apparently I'm old because I just used the word gumption. That is an old word. That's right. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm ready to turn 40. I'm turning 40 this year, Mark. This is well, bad. You'll be all right, man. I'm halfway through your uh, 40s, my, and it's fine. Now, nah, my my dad said he'd never make it to 55, and he made it to 53. And I seemed to, and my grandfather was the same way, so I'm worried. I'm, 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 I'm oh, cautious. But, uh, no, I appreciate you all as always, and I'm sure I'll talk to you all Monday or Tuesday. Thank All right, you Kevin. Appreciate it. Appreciate that. Sorry, Dad. I don't think we meant to cut him off there. <laughs> but thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that. Steve, welcome into the drive, buddy. What's he unfortunately up? dropped. All right, Steve. Give us a call back uh, when uh, you get a second uh, there. Look, as far as this game with uh, with Florida State tomorrow, I mean, I I think the problem, an overarching like a, a the mac one of the macro problems is we none of us know what to expect tomorrow. The the and that's you know not. To never really get uh, this far into a person's tenure in either season or, or combining them, uh, a sense of what they're going for, and I and I'm I'm sure that part of that is that I'm not sure Kenny was able to really clearly define what he's going for, and if you can't, it's obviously it's very difficult to sort of implement that with somebody else. It, it is, man, and I mean, I guess what I what I think can happen. Well, what's been a common theme over the last several games is they'll go play the game they'll get down 20 maybe 25 
in the first half. And then in the second half, they'll make a big run. Yeah. Cut the lead from 20 to 6. And either it'll stay around 6 or at some point, with Florida State, I'm, I'm assuming it'll stay around 6 and end up finishing close between 6 and 10 where, you know, Louisville covers the spread, which is how a lot of people are looking at things now. <laughs> the important things. <laughs> yeah, like, or Florida, something will click with Florida State and they end up winning the game by 12 or 14. That's typically how these games have gone, right? They get down big in the first half for whatever reason. I have no idea because it's the same team that played in the first half as the second half. But in the second half, they'll go on a run, you know, <laughs> and they'll cut that lead from, like I said, 18, 20 points to about six or eight. And it'll either stay around six or eight, never getting to where you take the lead, or the other team will wake up and they balloon it back up to 14, 15. And that's so that's what I expect. I hate to say it like that, but that's what the common theme has been in a lot of these games. I think one of the unfortunate kind of enduring legacies for Kenny uh, is how desensitized we all have become, not to losing, but to there being, you just said, and I just nodded right along with you. <laughs> They'll get down by 20 or 25. That should not happen. Ugh. And not only will they get down by that amount against somebody that's not good. Right. And like that, that it never, it should never happen. Uh, and, and we almost expect it to happen in every game. And, and almost because it has Mark. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not like we expect it for no reason. But And sometimes the discussion that follows after, it, it really tests our ability to, like, will you actually be negative about something that could be a positive just because you're tired of being negative? Yeah. But sometimes when we have these segments where it's like we get accused of not giving them enough credit for fighting when they fall down by 25, uh, but it it's my – it's like you want me to give you credit for almost solving a problem you shouldn't have had. <laughs> And that, or or uh, I've mentioned this a million times in the past. Like watching Doctor Phil, this lady has got an unruly kid, and she's like, "I'm gonna go on Doctor Phil with this unruly kid," and and you know, of course, she's gonna try to figure out what's going on here. What do you, what's she doing wrong? What, what maybe is wrong with him? And one of the things that he asks this lady is like, "Is it true that you gave your kid like a, a cookie for staying in timeout?" <laughs> and her logic was like, "I was trying to reward him for staying." In timeout, and he's like, but he's in timeout. <laughs> you don't get a reward for staying in, in, and that's how I feel like a lot of times the effort or like the quote unquote fight. Mm. You cut a twenty-five point deficit to seven. Okay, <laughs> that's how that kind of feels to me. Yeah, it's not like you mounted the actual comeback. Like, like the things that get celebrated in sports is when you're down twenty-five, even whether you were supposed to be or you weren't or whatever, yeah. and then you come roaring back to actually take the lead, right? Like, not come roaring back to cut it to four. And then it never gets closer than four. Like, no, no, no. The the finish if you finish the job. If you're yeah. gonna do it, just do it. Go all the way. Like, like don't. And that and like I said, that's what makes it tough because it almost is like you're bashing on the team, even though like oh, like you said, they showed fight. But it's like, yeah, but the results are still the same. Whether it's a twenty five point loss or a six point loss, at the end of the at the end of the day, it's just wins and losses. You don't we don't always keep score about how much you lost by or how much yeah. you won by. You didn't get like a loss loss. Yeah, like it's you just, just lost. lost. Yeah, it's right. just the same. It's right. the same it counts the same on the record and that is what stinks. Like when you're six and you know, fourteen, six and fifteen or whatever, it's like it and you have you won two games in two months. Like think about that. We're in February, you won one game in January, one game in December. Like you you're averaging a win a month. <laughs> Win every thirty days. You know, like, uh, we did have <laughs> we did have a listener, and I'm sorry, uh, listener, whoever it is, I, I apologize. Just know that in my heart, I'm sincerely giving you credit. I cannot remember exactly who it was. Tweeted the uh, a, a video of a coach, uh, a lady who coaches women's basketball, saying that one of the things that she constantly harps at her team about is the knowing the difference between fight and and being competitive, mm -hmm. and driving it home to winning and yeah. consistency. And it does seem like, unfortunately, some Kenny's the rhetoric of like demand of what he wants from the players. It, there's another step here. It's like if I didn't get to, yeah. to, to win, yeah. like this is not an individual workout. And yeah. sometimes it gets talked about that way. Like you said, a lot of the things, the takeaways from a lot of the games is, Oh, this guy played well. Like last game, Trey white had, 
29 and 14. Like, I hope or, you had a great time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, or, or and, and the, the thing about losing that sucks more than anything is that Trey White has 29 and 14, right? He has this great game. The team rewards him by putting out uh, a recap video of his great game. They lost the game. Yeah. And so now you're subjugated to people criticizing you for celebrating a player. And that right. stinks, man. Yeah. Like that sucks. Or this same this same week he has his best game as a Cardinal. So he drops his NIL store, right? Like, hey, go support me because I, this is the most pub I've gotten. I just had 29 and 14, something that hasn't been done a whole lot of times here, <laughs> period. And people are criticizing that, like, oh, almost like read the room, you know? And it's like, like, no, he should be able to do that. Like, he should be able to put out his NIL store this week because he just had a game that doesn't happen very often here. The school should be able to celebrate him. But when you're losing and everybody's just waiting for this experience to be over, those things get overshadowed. And it, and even for a guy that, once again, we talked about guys that we would keep, we would, you know, want Nobody to stay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we'd keep, we'd stay. But those guys see like just how we said they see the writing on the wall for their coach they also see the interactions right one thing while mm -hmm. times are down they might not want to stay stick around for that yeah. like even if it's a guy you want to stick around whoever that may be they may have seen the interaction uh you had with their teammate or you had with the account because of whatever and say um i think i'm gonna go try something out somewhere else and and that's unfortunate too well, it's a discussion earlier. Like, we were talking about, like, what guys do you want to stay? It's like, what guys really want to stay here? Like, Mike James, I know Kathy brought up. It's like, I would like Mike James back. Yeah. But also for his sake, I don't fault him, you know, like kind of like LLS to a degree last year. Where it's like, go out there and go somewhere else where you can maybe shine and be – maybe Jalen Wiz is a better example because he's kind of flourishing a little bit more in that offense that UNC than LLS is. But it's like, I, I, I don't want to lose you, but also, like – you need to get out of here and just get a fresh start and show your case, your talent on a different level. Yeah, because it'll be it'll be Mike James's fourth coach. I mean, think about that. You had Chris, you got recruited by Chris Mack. You finished with Mike Pegues. You now have Kenny Payne, and if you come back next year, you'll have the fourth guy. It's a lot for a college career. <laughs> I was just thinking about that, <laughs> Mike. Yeah, lot. if Mike James stayed and played for another coach, yeah. like one school, five coaches, or whatever it is. <laughs> it's crazy. That is, I mean, that is crazy to think about. Like, he never transferred. Like, you see guys play for four and five coaches that transfer every other year. But for one guy to stick through – I mean, most guys don't stick through one coaching change. If he decides – if he ends up – you know, if the next coach wants him and he decides to stay, he will have stuck through a number of coaching change all while never changing his area code, his zip code. And, like, and that is what kind of makes me lean towards he probably – will get a chance to be the sixth man somewhere on a good team and come off the bench and make something happen for a good team. Let's get uh, Jesse in here before we take our last break. Jesse, welcome into the drive, bud. What's up? Hey, fellas. Uh, you, Mark, I mean, you said it, man. Uh, you said, you know, we're, we're beginning to reward people for stuff they should have been doing in the first place. And yeah. like a guy, a guy would say, oh, man, you know, I paid my child support. You know? <laughs> You're supposed to pay your child yeah. support. You know what? Yeah. You know, but anyway, uh, but man, listen, I I believe, and I, I would really like to know the stats on this, but if we, I don't know if Tyler's going to be able to play, but man, when, when Mike, when White was out injured or whatever it was was going on with him, our defense was really, really good. I mean, it wasn't the best, but it was good. And I don't care how many points he's, uh, uh, White scores, man. He spends all his energy on offense. It reminds me so much of L. Ellis. And, mm. and it just, it's just it's irritating to me, man, when a guy take a shot and just stand there like he's uh, Curry or somebody. But so nobody else is scoring. You know, he may, and he's a good offensive player, so, yeah, he's going to score. You know, I'm not impressed. But So I think he's a weak, weak link. I believe, and I've noticed this, we would not get down like that, and I don't remember us getting down like that when Tyler started. I don't know what what shifts you have to make to put Tyler, Tyler at the uh, in the beginning of the game, but I think the game is much more controlled when he's when he starts the game, and I don't remember us getting down like that when Tyler started. So we're always playing catch up because you got weak links 
on defense that only put all their energy in the offense. Uh, like, see, I don't know where you've been, man, but I, I, my first time hearing you in a while, I really enjoy you two together. So, you know, I mean, Thank you three you, together. Uh, yeah, I love it, man. So good to hear you guys. But, man, my problem is with this team beginning is with with uh, with with White, man. I, I just really think that he's caused us a lot of problems, and by missing this man, and then other people having to cover for him. I don't want to dump on him, but man, let's 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 put the the, the coins where they belong, man, and uh, let's get Tyler back in the starting lineup. Sit Mike down, sit uh, White down, man. Let him come off the bench. I hope Mike James doesn't leave. He's a dog, man. We need a guy like I him. like him too. And, I like Mike. Yeah, me too, man. I hope he doesn't leave. I hope Brandon doesn't leave with a few of the other guys. Man, but that Wyatt, he don't need to come back, man. And please, Kenny Payne, if you listen to this show, I don't care if you got five men on left, please don't put Zane Payne in the game. I have to walk out of the room every time. I just can't take it. I don't know what it is. I just can't take it, man. That's the only time I don't watch my cards. Go Cards, man. Good to hear you, Jeff Lightsey. Good to hear you two guys together. I think you are the best, man. God bless. Appreciate that, and I agree. So I'm glad you got to uh, some some positive feedback there. Go. I always love it. I always love when uh, people give me compliments. It's always nice to hear a compliment. It is <laughs> funny. Uh, deserved, though. Uh, it is funny. Trey White has, has I think, a, become the focus of a lot of ire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he most uh, – the L. Ellis comparison is the first time I've heard somebody say that, and I was like, mm, I kind of get that. Uh, I, sometimes when I watch them, I do think he looks like he thinks he's the only option. Yes. <laughs> In the yes. same way that L. Ellis did. Uh, and he has a, a very – he needs to address this because I think it, you, you will hear this from NBA scouts. He has an off-putting air to him uh, in the way he is not the least bit enthusiastic about any of the dirty work. Yeah. Like he does very hard the thing that it's never difficult to convince anybody to do. And that's shoot the ball. Shoot the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's all the other stuff that it looks like he you could just see him stomping his foot about having to do it, you know, or eat vegetables. It all looks like that with him. And fans hate that person. Yeah. And and they they hate it especially when that dirty work just means rotating on defense. It's yeah, or, right. Or, not or, crazy. Or getting stuff, your right? hands up, yeah. right? Like or or closing out on a shot because you're not getting like we talked about getting down 20, 25, 30 points. Like you're not doing that on accident. Yeah. Like people, it's because he's clearly skilled. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's people not doing their job or not or being lackadaisical, or whatever. And then so when you get down breaking down the film right or you're really just keying in like how are we keep getting down by all these points and you're like who's missing assignments who's giving up open shots and you key in on certain guys and it's like oh oh it's the guy who wants to shoot all the shots like oh yeah i don't like that guy i don't care how many shots he puts in the basket if we're still down 20 and his guys you know he's dunking making like the one thing i always heart back to is the uk game he gets a dunk and is like celebrating and they're flying down the court yes. getting their own dunk and it's yep. like Yep. Come on, bro! Like you're down twenty already, and, for, and your guy runs down the court and gets a dunk after you. And that's like yourself. one of those things that's the unpardonable sin for fans. Like yeah. they will never forget that. <laughs> no, you do it one time, and fans are like, "This, it's the grink. It's yes. the only thing you've ever done." Yes, you're yes. you're so right about that. And so that is what's working because I I think Trey, I think he's getting better at some of these things. But like you said, it's already etched in most people's brains. And as I say, I think he's getting better. If they come out Saturday and his guy gets 18 points, and that, and that's the thing. Like another thing too is every time it seems like he's guarding somebody, it's like they get the career high. Like the, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. oh, you play in Duke, yeah. And the two guys from Duke, they're guarded by Trey and Mike. Both are averaging eight points a game on the year. Proctor and and Mitchell, and they both. Proctor goes for like 27, and Mitchell has 20 plus, and it's like, oh, come yeah. on, guys, what is what's going on? What's happening? Can't happen. Just can't happen consistently the way it has. See, and, and I to, to bring it all the way home to which everything that we've done on this show for months now is some sort of criticism of Kenny. <laughs> In trying to build your roster for this season, it certainly feels like more. It was like let's just get the best guys we can without a super deep dive into like what they brought to the team because mm-hmm. the last thing this team really needed was a guy who super likes to score and doesn't like the dirty stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and that's what they did. And I was, you know, excited about it, but like the more you think about the characteristics of people that you brought in, 
needed less of what they got uh, with him, even though he clearly is very skilled. There are a lot of guys who will do just that. Like, the bad news for Trey is, like, the NBA can find you. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's there's a million of views. <laughs> I mean, it is. And, and the problem is is that you, you did that, but that also, I think, comes with the fact that you brought in you used the you did use the portal, but you brought in a bunch of sophomores. Yeah, young guys that didn't. You still were you were still inexperienced. <laughs> you know I mean? Like like right. you brought in a bunch of guys that yeah. are still nineteen, maybe twenty years old. Versus they complement one another. Yeah, like yeah. versus a a grown up, right? A grown twenty two year old. You can find twenty three and twenty four year olds in the portal now. A grown up that's like, huh? I'm here for one year, maybe two, to like get work done. Like I'm here to win games. I'm, like I'm not going to tolerate losing because I don't have much time to tolerate losing. Right, so I'm yeah. here to make things happen because I get one more shot at this. And if I'm going to go to a big-time program, I want it to be big-time. And that's obviously not what happened. So, yeah. Let's take our last break here, and we will come back, wrap things up here, put a bow on it, send you off into your weekend here on The Drive on 95 The Bill. Be right back. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis and Jeff Lightsey Jr. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Jeff Lightsey Jr. uh, sitting in here on a Friday. We were both laughing at the break uh, about just the hilarity of the Jacksonville Jaguars as an organization (laughs) going to FanDuel and basically hat in hand saying... Yeah, so listen, what happened was one of our employees stole $20 million from us and gambled it with you. Can we have our money back? <laughs> At yeah. all the places. The gambling company you're asking like for. If I'm going to power back. rank places that are going to say no, yeah. the government's probably one. Yes. Casinos, two. Sportsbooks, two. Yeah, you're, like, easily. They don't, the, where the gambled money came from kind of doesn't matter to them at all. At all. Like and you will never see it again. <laughs> like like that that money honestly is already spent. You know for something else, right? Like we've already budgeted your twenty million. So therefore, um, thanks but no thanks. We you have people. You know you're a billion dollar organization. I mean, unfortunately, gambling has people spending their last dime at times. So it's like if we're not giving them their money back, hey, we're we dang sure ain't giving you yours back. So yeah, tough luck on that for the Jags. Also, aren't they like situation. partners because the league's partner with also these gambling companies? Like it's like you're going to like one of your partners. Like no, we're not giving you your money back. Talk to Goodell about this. He'll pay you something. As I said, that money's already budgeted, headed back towards the NFL, probably on advertising or whatever. Yeah, FanDuel should be like, you already have it. (laughs) We paid it back to you. Yeah, the billion. That'd be a great answer. God, that would yeah. be such a wonderful answer. Oh, yeah, like yeah, we <laughs> watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. We spent it on those commercials, <laughs> on the Gronk kick or whatever. I don't know. It might be yeah, the Gronk, the Gronk yes, kick. Yeah, that's what exactly. we did. We spent the twenty million. On I think getting the, Gronk. The best part about the story is that it, it is entirely due to the fact that there was one person that worked in like the finance department at the Jags that over many years used their corporate credit cards to just give himself money. And then he would use it, the story says, to play daily fantasy and, and gamble on sports with that money. And for, to me, the bigger story is that Jacksonville has a way that someone could steal $22 million from mm. them and them not know. Yeah. That's the big How's that possible? Yeah. But this is happening in Carolina because Tepper seems like a maniac who's like, That's right. okay, I'm missing $2. You took it. <laughs> yeah, he has like the team bank account on his phone. 
Right, he just pulled every it. transaction. Goes, he gets an alert. <laughs> he gets an alert. For That's exactly. Right. Know, that would be great. He still signs every <laughs> check. Yeah, Absolutely. No, yeah, no, we're no, not doing no I direct deposit. Definitely. Now, Mark Davis would probably be easy to get over. He like, pays oh. in cash. He's like, oh, I'm missing thirty million. Uh, I didn't know I had thirty million. He thinks yeah. anyone asking questions about it is asking something he about. He did. <laughs> Mark Davis would be like, you know, there's no money missing. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, hey, hey, don't don't go too hard on my Raiders, man. Don't go too hard on my my owner, Mr. Mark Davis. So, but no, yeah, I mean, you, you could tell he's probably not the best with money. Just the simple hair, the fact that he has that haircut is the haircut of a six year old. That's so, yes, like so. Yeah, it, anybody does not have the haircut of a man with a lot of money. Yeah, somebody with a lot of money, or that's like in his sixties or seven. I think he's in his like seventies now. Yeah, the man that's in his seventies with a haircut of a six year old. Yeah. Yeah, he probably could have a few dollars missing and have no clue that it was missing. <laughs> Let's get uh, Bob in here. Bob, thanks for waiting, buddy. Welcome into the drive on Thunderbolt. What's up? Hey, guys. Uh, well, that's a crazy story about Jacksonville Jaguars. Gee, that's whiz. nuts, right? $20 million, I mean, and, and not knowing. Heck, I, I, if, I'm, if I'm short $5 on my yeah. account, I raise, I'm raising hell already. So, yeah. Uh, Hey, my question uh, was this about U of L basketball. Sure, uh, they're off. I mean, their offense is great, but in the two years with Kenny Payne, their defense has been pathetic. Uh, and I'm wondering, and I'm asking this uh, question to the two of you all: Is it uh, that the players are not giving effort? Or is it that the players don't know what they're doing uh, that makes the the defense look so so terrible? And then if, if that's the case, is it more a matter of coaching? I mean, all you hear on the radio from Kenny Payne in press conferences is he wants his players to play desperate on defense. Uh, and I don't know if that's a good coaching regimen, to be honest with you. So... Uh, I'll leave it with you on that, but I'm just interested in your comments. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, I I think that, um, you know, Bob started saying this a little bit earlier today, and and it really seemed like kind of an aha moment that, you know, a way to make everything we've ever heard about Kenny be true and, like, make sense with with how it's gone here, which is hard to do. But I think what uh, Bob was talking a little bit earlier today with Paul about Kenny really being someone who is able to connect with someone one-on-one. Yeah. And and when you listen to the – ask the Kentucky players, and they'll all individually tell you what he did to them and for them and with them, right? And so I think it's easy for the ability to connect with someone one-on-one to pay off on the offensive end. But I don't think you you can't teach Louisville defense as five individuals. Mm-mm. And to me, it's I don't think Kenny is a is a is a great communicator uh, of basketball stuff. Yeah. And I and I don't think he relishes enough the enforcement side of the job. Mm. And there's so much of uh, of defense and team defense that is instruction, which yeah. I'm saying is not a great thing for him. Yes. Uh, and uh, refusal to sort of let anything slip. Mm. And I, I just think that he tolerates too much bad behavior uh, to where the the I think he loses the players who would play hard every single second when the guys who won't don't suffer anything. Yeah, when there's no consequences. Yes. Right, when, you, when you're allowed to continue to make the same mistake over and over and over again, and instead of, you know, getting tossed to the bench or getting chewed out on the court – where we can all see it or whatever, you just get your coach to the press conference and say, I tell them how to do it. They just yeah. don't do it. Yeah. It's like, no, then something's got to change. And then what? <laughs> like, yeah, that's know? not, it can't be the end of the story. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't tell, like, imagine, Mark, telling your children something to do. Oh, and then they keep messing up in school or whatever. And you're like, well, I tell them to I do it. I tell them, yeah. <laughs> like, right. the teacher's going to be like, well, they can no longer be here anymore. You know, or whatever the case may be. Well, they're be. not listening. <laughs> and then and then it's like, and then what? Yeah. yeah. So right. something, like, but that lets you know something has to change. Like, in you. Like, you have to change some. Like, I get it. This is how you have been doing it. This is maybe how you were taught to do it or whatever. But it's not working. Yeah. And so something psychologically, strategically, it has to change. Or 
you will be changed. Yeah. And that's that's where we're headed. And that's why it's like been frustrating as a fan. It's like, yeah, okay, I get it. You're telling them to do it. They're not doing it. Then that means get somebody who will do it. Like like put somebody in there that will do it because I have to believe there's somebody on that roster that will do what you say. And if there's not, then once again, that's a reflection on you. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, that then, then that's where the problem mm-hmm. is, right? Yes. Uh, and that's, you know, it, it does make me want, it's why I'm uh, so interested in hearing about kind of lessons learned uh, from Josh, you know, yes. eventually, uh, you know, provided the miraculous doesn't uh, happen <laughs> or something, so which I feel safe. But I would like to hear him talk about maybe how they, just like we were talking about the Jaguars. Yeah. How could your interview and evaluation process have not caught this as a, a deficiency in him as a coach would he be ever able to admit that he really just didn't have a choice does he have it oh i don't know about that no like at, uh, like as the interim like as the you know what i'm saying like would he would he be able to admit like are you saying that he like if he could tell us the truth he'd be like yeah. i did see it i just didn't have a choice because <laughs> i'm not sure he i'm not sure that's how it went mm, okay see and, and that's the thing like i don't think that's how it went okay i i, I think I think that was the the right choice and the best of the of the real options. I, I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I I mean, no one. There wasn't one person that was like, "Y'all, he doesn't know." Like you know, there wasn't like, and that's true. There was yes. there wasn't anybody, and I would. But it's obviously true of him. So either it was known and you didn't find it, or how did you not? How could you have better been? Pre- aware of sort of what he was going to be as a head coach so that you don't because you've got to get the next one right absolutely like there's no like josh won't survive another blunder no. like we were saying so how did we how confident are you how can you sort of demonstrate it's the same thing we ask kenny to do when they don't play well all right yeah. what are you gonna do about it all right josh what are you gonna do about it yeah and, and the reason why how did you I, learn from this and the reason why i phrased it like that is because at the time of kenny's hiring one, I just like the fan base in large all had him as the guy, yeah. right? And then Josh was the interim at the time, not the full, which is a big difference. Sure. I mean, that's not like being an interim or something. I mean, I'm sure it was more collaborative for sure. Yeah. And yeah. so, and, and so that's why I guess, like, because for some people, the change should have been made after year one. And then when you just have historically the worst, one of the worst seasons in college basketball history, like that is a fireable offense. Four and 28 is fireable offense, right? So some people was asking, or the question could be like, why didn't you make the change after year one? Now, it'll be interesting to see what that answer will be if he does do a long form answer on all these things. And like you said, just at the end of the day, like you, your job can't afford another miss yeah like you just can't because it it because you won't see the end of it like you know like it'll cost everything it'll cost you everything and a lot of ad's when you get fired don't really get this this chance twice like it's it's not true it's not it's not often you get a fired ad at a program like in a power five power six conference or whatever it gets to do this again and if you do it's way down the line so you only get one shot to do that. You see 80s change jobs, go to different places, like, but to to lose a job based on not picking the right guy for the most important coach on the campus, you don't really get to do this twice. So everything is on the line with the next hire. I, I don't know like while you were saying that I started thinking, you know, don't get a chance to do this a second time. And I, I was like, yeah, you know, coaches, you just take a step down. You could go be a coordinator somewhere yeah. and try to work your way back up. And I was thinking like about like do they And then I was thinking, should athletic directors call like their senior staff like coordinators? You know, like it's our marketing <laughs> yeah, coordinator, exactly. you know, and that sort of thing. So you can go down and just be a coordinator against so, like, I don't know. Yeah, assistant A D. Yeah, you're the you're the coordinator, <laughs> the assistant A D. You're the the, the basketball coordinator. Exactly. The there we football go. Coordinator. <laughs> so yeah. Hey, this song sucks, man. <laughs> I just want you to know that the other day, my kids had never actually heard it. They'd only heard that little bit that you play on the show. Uh, so I played the whole thing for them. And my oldest, who's 11, looked right That's at That's why. Okay. And so all your yeah, children are young. Yeah, they're yeah, young. So, yeah. And she said, is this real? Oh, man. I mean, she, she would have. Hey, let me take you back to whenever, what, 2010 or whenever this came out. I mean, that was a. It was a wave. Like it was like the most. It was actually at one point the most disliked video on YouTube history. 
I think it, Rebecca Black, right? Yeah. It's Rebecca yep. Black. Yeah, it was the most disliked video in YouTube history. Now they don't even show dislikes anymore. They don't do that. You anymore. can it's dislike it. They just don't show the number anymore. Yeah. It, this this conversation <laughs> uh, reminds me. Angela and I last night watched uh, Netflix has got these short, uh, like thirty minute documentaries on yeah. like mm-hmm. music history. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, this is pop. Yeah, that's what it's called. This is pop. This episode on there about we are uh, T Pain. Mm, I need to check that out. It's awesome you whatever you think of t-pain you will not think it at the end so it's it's like on his life or it's on him his music career uh yeah his music career and him as uh being unfairly uh treated like he invented auto-tune yeah and is responsible for it so crazy uh and how he was in uh dismissed as an artist because he used it and uh, it, was, it was very good. And he is such a thoughtful person. Yeah. No, he's it awesome. It comes through. Uh, and you'll have a completely different opinion of him. It's funny. I've, I've watched just T-Pain. I've watched, like, because he, he has a podcast. So I've seen some of his podcast stuff and some of his live stream stuff. And I've heard him talk about, like, like yeah. He I said Usher a, called him the back of playing. He's like, you ruined music. Yeah. And now everybody uses Autotune. <laughs> like, like, some of the biggest artists in the world whole career came from using auto explain how auto-tune works too by the way which is pretty fascinating yeah just uh what are you talking about like in the uh, like the actual me- mechanics of mm-hmm. it like what it does and why they were able to create that sound basically it was like here's the computer will here's where your note is that you're singing here's where you should be and you're supposed to it'll bring it there but it basically they turn the time that they bring you there off to zero mm. so you're instantly there yeah and it's then awesome. it was just like to whatever the closest note is. So it was constantly bringing you to wherever you were close to. And yeah. that's why it sort of has that wobbly kind of sound to it. You had Usher saying he ruined music. You had Jay-Z making Death of Ogletoon. Yeah, right? that's right. And, right. and you have guys, like I said, Travis Scott, one of the biggest artists in the yep. world, literally has auto-tune during his performances in the microphone. Yeah. Like you literally hear echo throughout the microphone. Future, another big-time artist, um, sold his catalog for $100 million. Auto-tune. And T Pain got crushed for it. Like yeah. I don't know, it was unfair, but he was ahead of his time essentially. The uh, the documentary on uh, the We Are the World too. Uh, I, I haven't seen that, but I did spectacular. See that on there. Oh, like I really check very good. Check uh, it was, you know what? It was really wholesome. I can uh, see and, that. And you, uh, really enjoyed seeing these pe- these uh, megastars uh, one care about something like that so sincerely. It was sincere. Yeah. Uh, and be really intimidated by each other. <laughs> and be so freely open about it now because they're much older. I think more, a lot more reflective. Mm-hmm. You you really will enjoy. It. Jeff, thank yes. you so much, man. I appreciate it. Really as always, uh, Mark. enjoyed awesome. it. We'll do it again uh, here soon. You've been listening to the Drive on I Thunder the Bill. See you.